Welcome to the Go Time Podcast. Go Time Podcast. With your host, Todd Martin. So, welcome back to the Go Time Podcast. We have our... Dude, Clay, you're like my first reoccurring guest. <laughs> first one to make it back twice. <laughs> yeah, that's no, something. <laughs> that, that, I just uh, tricked you into coming back. Yeah, um, nobody else wanted to come? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, so, so, what have you been up to? Oh, same old stuff. Yeah. Being a cowboy. <laughs> Trying to win something. What do you think of our um, our winners? You know, it's been pretty good. <laughs> it's been pretty good, yeah. Um, do you, are you, have you realized yet that they come in just like three-day increments? Yeah. I actually don't mind a little cold weather, to be honest. <laughs> not now, huh? <laughs> You're yeah. welcoming it. Now that I know it's not going to be around for seven months. Yeah. No, um, it is like a cycle. And it's almost like a weekly or every other week cycle where we get winter and it's here for about three to five days. And then we get back to spring and then we go back to a winter. Yeah. <laughs> so I think today we just got rain and whatever, but tomorrow's supposed to be like 71. That's the weirdest part is when it just warms right up. To yeah. Just really sit. warm weather. Yeah, <laughs> really warm. And then that's, that's Tuesday. It's supposed to be 71. And then by Thursday, I think the high is like barely above 30. Yeah, it happens fast. Yeah. That's one thing yeah. I have noticed. It's like a swing of 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I was sweating one day the last time it froze, and then it froze. My yeah. father-in-law told me, hey, we got to get ready. It's going to freeze tonight. I'm like, <laughs> like, what? I've been sweating all afternoon. <laughs> Shorts. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's got to be wild. So, so a lot of things have changed since the last time you were on. Yeah, a few things have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now you're no longer a single man. You're nope. a married man yep. now too. Married, huh? yeah. <laughs> oh, dog. Yeah. So how? That's just as of recent. Yeah, January eighth. January eighth. Yeah. You got to etch that date in yeah. your mind. I that keep date. reminding myself. Yeah, I know. That's like <laughs> a. Um, I've actually forgotten. Um, uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to admit that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing about it was that she had forgotten it too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> My dad actually reminded us. He was like, hey, uh, congrats, happy anniversary. I'm like, happy anniversary of what? I'm like, oh my God. He's like, you don't know. So I called him and my wife was like, oh, I forgot too. Oh, that's good. Yeah, deal. so we'd both forgotten. I, I never, don't think I'll get that lucky. Mm, I'm lucky. I don't, um, I don't remember. I don't forget her um, birthdays. Her birthday's the day after mine. So that's that's <laughs> on my birthday i'm always getting her a gift or doing something so i forget to the last minute um so you and you married a south texas girl yep yeah yeah i'm stuck here now yeah <laughs> she doesn't like the cold does she? no no. <laughs> no i fell in love with her and she told me if i wanted to be with her i'd be here so oh. there's worse places in the world to be there is there is and since we let you were last on. Um, got a new world title. Yeah, yeah Canadian <laughs> title. Yeah, Canadian title. The world of Canada title. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so um, 
So that's you had that. So it was a crazy year with it, right? It was really yeah. The whole year was crazy. <laughs> it really so, was. So give me a um. I'm because I, I kind of followed it from you know from what I could follow or whatever else. But um, so give me the lowdown on what all kind of what all kind of happened out happened and and how it went. Well, basically, I guess from the time we did the last podcast last winter um i went to the winter rodeos and i went to the rodeos in california in the spring and i just uh didn't win anything (laughs) or not very much uh and i wasn't really having very much fun rodeoing at that time you know just a lot of the covid stuff you go places and they make you wear a mask unless you competed and not as many fans in the stands and it's kind of weird with no fans huh? it was weird you know like like, it really was taking away half the fun rodeoing because that nervousness and excitement is, you know, I didn't really realize that until it wasn't there, you know, and you're competing in an empty building with the announcer going like it's a regular perf because we're <laughs> still having on the Cowboy Channel, you know, it just, it was it's weird. weird. It was huh? kind of eerie, really. Yeah, like, like talking I, like something really big's going on and you're just like, man, we're just running, yeah, I don't running know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was, I mean, I think the committees and stuff that went on and put rodeos on through that time, it was good that we had something to do, opposed to nothing, but it was just weird rodeoing that way, so. Well, and those guys, there was, so we had, uh, from last year, we had uh, Cody Davenport that, that, pushed and kept the San Antonio rodeo yep. going. And there are so many things around professional rodeo that are not just feeding the rodeo, the professional rodeo cowboy. Exactly. I mean, there's like, it just, there's a monster industry yeah. that there's tons of, you know, livelihood that, yeah. you know, go behind that. Yeah. Not only that, but like what we were talking about on San Antonio stock show and rodeo is like the scholarships and the youth kids and, the how much it shows yeah, sell the cows for yeah well yeah. like that and the packers that yeah. all of a sudden shut down a lot of uh the whole you know overloaded the industry on having no place to go with all those cattle yeah. all the livestock that those kids were raising that you know then the packers couldn't process them and we couldn't get them to the packers because we didn't sell them and yeah. man i made a crazy backup it was it's just a crazy wave what happened it did on all that. Well, you know. and I, so so those of you who don't who don't know who don't understand that one of the things that it did was all those kids that raise you know thousands of head of livestock you know whether it's pigs, sheep, goats, uh, cattle, I mean, whatever they are all raising them to be able to come to these shows. When they go through the shows, they sell them. Yeah. And when they sell them, they go to the packers, and the packers that they process it, and 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 you see it at the grocery store. But um, they didn't sell, so they didn't. They were just stuck with them. So they were just stuck with them. A so, year's worth of work, yeah. Yeah, a year's worth of work. They didn't get, you know, they didn't get to, they couldn't sell them. So what they ended up doing was they, a lot of the locals in the rural communities bought them. Yeah. But they sent them to their local processor. Well, all of a sudden their local processor, I called in to get um, one processed and they were Eight or nine months out. Yeah, it was crazy. So you couldn't even get them processed. So that does another thing. Now we're having to feed them. 
Yeah. Now the feed mills are having to put out more feed, which they're having. To, so just back to everything. Just ripple, ripple, you, effects. ripple, <laughs> huge ripple effect, right? Yeah. And for somebody to push through that, and people were complaining about, you know, like you're putting up people at risk. Or like, man, there was a lot at risk, more than just you like, know, lots of things you can't do, you can't manage, right? And you, everybody got affected by it. You know, I that's where I hate talking about rodeo and being hard for me and stuff because yeah. I know people got it. A lot worse, you know. Yeah. I was still able to do what I love to do, so, right? To but, some degree. But you, those 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 producers <clears throat> pushing forward with it, yeah, they gave you something to do still. Yeah. But it, it's a ripple effect. Yeah, well, it they was not just they weren't you know, able to do do it how they wanted to do it, right? And that in turn made it to where. It wasn't the same going to those places, those prestigious places like San Antonio, you know, mm. the feeling wasn't the same at all. Yeah. You used to go, in, or I'm used to going to San Antonio and there's people everywhere and animals oh. everywhere and, you know, it's a, this huge deal. That's a production. Huge concerts, you know, and, and that really is half the fun of going, getting to compete at one of those yeah, places. That's, that's you know? the reward of, of yeah. getting, doing well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, and... And from what I understand, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo still went on, but yep. they moved it over to the Joe and Harry Freeman Coliseum, which was a smaller venue. Yeah. And it was only season, season ticket holders that could actually go. So you couldn't go buy tickets to go to it. It was only yeah. a certain number. So it, it, was, it was really just, limited. Yeah, it was just not normal. <laughs> it was just, I don't know, like I, I thank them guys for all the hard work they did and going for, you know, having something. Mm -hmm. It just, it wasn't. It was weird. It wasn't the same feeling that you yeah. get normally, you know, so. So do you think that that threw you off any? I don't know about a competitive level. I know I talked to my, I guess she, my wife now, my fiance yeah. then about it. I was, I was just kind of down on, I was like, I mean, that's not, I mean, I wasn't winning, so that's never fun. Yeah. You, you understand that. Yeah. And then. Unfortunately, I understand it well. Yeah. Like anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was, I just, uh. The rest of it wasn't fun, you know. It wasn't getting to see the my friends very very much because they were putting you all in, you know, we were all rodeoing in different places and just the rules. And so I I wasn't really anxious to go a lot of places this summer. Surprisingly, you know, I wasn't really planning on going a lot. And uh, I had a guy call me from South Dakota, Matt Zancanella, and asked me to go up there and rope with him around his place. And I knew that. South Dakota, Nebraska, all that had been pretty normal the year before, you know. And I thought, yeah, maybe I'll go up there. It'd be cooler than down here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just ease around to them rodeos. Uh, so we started doing that, and we started about mid-June. It was getting a little too hot down here for me, so <laughs> I needed to leave. It was getting a little warm. And uh, it, it, we did quite well, quite well, actually, and... So we started expanding our. We circle. won several, several. Yeah, we won eight. Me and him won eight first together. Wow! And I've never, I've never like they weren't all big rodeos. Actually, most of them were big rodeos, but it's still hard to win a pro rodeo. Yeah. Ever so, I've never won that many first, and uh, we were doing good, really good, but not good enough to make the NFR. You know, we weren't just because we hadn't. I hadn't won all winter or spring. And, that's when Canada started having some rodeos, and I decided I was going to sneak up there for 
for just a few in September. And so I got roping with the guy I was roping with before COVID, Tyson McLeod, who comes from up there. And I, uh, I'm still roping with Mount Zanconello, but in the United States, when I went to Canada, I was roping with Tice. And we went to seven rodeos and made the Canadian finals and the Canadian circuit finals. And uh, we went in both the Canadian finals in last place. In seven, in in seven, seven rodeos, rodeos, you got you won enough. Yeah. Tice and I won two or three rodeos as well, first place. Wow. It was... Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of like, uh, I got a lot of confidence off off of that. You yeah. Know? I got my good horse back and working um, Skeeter. We talked about him some last time. And yeah. So did you have Skeeter all all throughout all of those? Or when did you I, get yeah, him Yeah, I had him. I had him the whole time. He just wasn't working very good. <laughs> yeah. At first, that was a big part of why I wasn't winning in the winter and spring. And... Uh, so what was he? What, so what was he doing? So we so recap on that. He, yeah, he got EPM. EPM, right? And and you're in the I process was young of and dumb, and I didn't realize it in time in 2019. Right, way back in 2019. Way back then. <laughs> um, I rode him in while he wasn't feeling good, and he was getting weak pulling the steer, weak facing to finish the run. Uh, but I had nothing else really to ride, so I just kept kind of riding him. So when he Too when long. you're saying weak facing and 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 pulling, so he just so he'd get you to where you need to be, and then yeah, he, he just... was the same horse for me to put it on. Like I was putting it on him fast where we could win money, but you know as just, my healer's throwing, he's giving the steer hang back. Uh, he's not, you know, it's, so he's just not pulling strong. Yeah, yep. And uh, I we got him back healthy, but that continued to be a problem. You know, I don't know, probably the fear of being a hurting or, yeah. and it became habit. So that was really frustrating last winter, but I just stuck, I had other horses tried, but I just stuck to him because when you, he's, he scores so good and runs so fast that I can put my rope on the steer's head better than any other horse I've ever rode. Hmm. So I was like, I got to get this figured out because I know he's healthy and actually Matt Zankanello, Zank, I'm probably going to call him Zank the rest of the podcast because <laughs> that's what I call him. He helped me tie a lot of things in on that horse. And with doing that, I've actually developed my game to where I ride all horses a lot better throughout a run. And that was a big ingredient I was missing in what I, in my, my game. Um, I had all the tools, but they weren't all tied together. So how I ride a head horse now is different than last year when I talked to you. <laughs> so what? So what do you do different? Is it the like? Is it the the end of of your of your run or is it? Yeah, all, it's all after my head rope goes on. I okay. ride a horse differently, and so, I ride them the same. I ride them properly now, is what I should say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is that? Well, the craziest part for me is all I have to do is continue to look at the steer's head the entire run. And then my body will react. My body reacts properly, and I ride. I have proper equitation. I don't. What were you doing before? I would take my eyes away from the steer to look where I was going to go next, and that's when I would start riding poor. I would really. Yep. And 
I knew I was riding poor. I didn't know how to fix it. So, <laughs> so when you, when, so what would you do? So when you set up to look where you were going, when you started looking ahead to yep. where you were pulling to, would you, would it make your horse put, I, open his shoulder back up and yep. not pull as much? So I would rein, I would rein off. When I'd look, I'd rein, you, you know, right. and, uh, that would open it up for my horse's shoulder to go back to the cow. So all I have is his head to the left oh. with his shoulder going back to the cow. Or if I stay in the middle of him, I will bring him back to me and where he's strong. Keeping him in the position with the shoulder up yep. and facing more. Yep. Huh. So it was funny because I, I called Tommy about it, Tommy Thompson, who I learned my horsemanship about. Mm-hmm. And I knew it, he knew it, That and what's crazy is I rode, in practicing, I ride head horses really good. At the rodeos, I just went, and we both, we had a big conversation, and it's like, I gotta figure it out, but I couldn't stop getting excited when I'd put it on the head <laughs> to be fast, and I'd look away, you know, and, yeah. and I didn't understand that looking away was causing me to ride poor. I knew when I was riding for money, roping for money, that when I turned the steer, it's funny because this is my analogy of what I look like. I'd look like a monkey up there riding across the arena, you know, and I was trying to fix it in my head. And uh, all Zank told me to do was keep looking at their head. And if I, I realized if I look at their head, I will ride properly no matter how excited I am. And that's what changed my whole deal. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know, it's that, um, so if you've ever taken a riding lesson, if you've ever, um, if you've ever, you know, taken instruction from a, from a, from a knowledgeable, I mean, you can take bad instruction from wherever, so, um, but <laughs> find if it you, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you've ever taken good riding instruction, they're like, oh, you know, you know, I, I took a couple of lessons or whatever. And, you know, all they do is just tell me to do this and do that and look up and I'm just going to go learn to ride on my own. It's like, man, you create such bad habits. And, and not, it, it's kind of, it is kind of funny that, you know, when you're giving the lessons, you know, majority of the time you're just saying, sit up, look up, look up, pick yep. your head up, look up, look up. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, geez, that's all he tells me to do. But it's such an important part because not because, you know, you just should be looking up, but you'll train your body um, improperly. And the reason why is your your body follows your eyes. It does. And then your horse follows And your then eyes. your horse follows your body, yeah. right? And so if you're looking straight and, and then all of a sudden your shoulders change and your hips change, then your horse is going to fall in line with exactly the same way as your body's position. So if you want him, that's crazy. That's cool yeah. that that something as simple as keep watching the head of the, of the steer whenever you're pulling, you know, sets all that up. Tied it all in for me, you know. Uh, I was lucky to learn proper equitation and riding and training from Tommy. And so... You know, I was really like, if I showed a horse, say to sell or for sale video, or I, I would ride them perfectly outstanding, you know, and then for money, I would ride like this little monkey or, you know, I just yeah. feel like I was sitting up there, flopping my feet around and I'm like, what? Well, I know, know I'm is... better than that, you know, <laughs> but I couldn't stop doing it. Yeah. And so when, when it's fat, so when it, the faster it gets, when it's in, you know, you're in the heat of it, you, it has to be repetition has to be is is paramount then actually yeah being able to think all of it through right because if it's just thinking then you're having to think about fixing rather than being you know that's 
I always say competitive anything, you know, you have to be able to do or tell yourself one thing for the rest of it to fall in line. And that's what I couldn't figure out was what was that one thing, you know, because mm. I'd be telling myself, do this, do that. Well, then all of a sudden it's hard for me to catch because I'm thinking about what happens after I catch, yeah. you know, and just look at the steer's head, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, that's so wild. I don't know. Zach might be upset with me for giving away that big secret, but. <laughs> um, uh, well, the other part, I, I'll i tell you is whenever I, um when I'm giving people lessons or I'm teaching or telling somebody about how to train and stuff, um, like I do these little videos and, and then stick them up and stuff and like, Oh, you know, you're going to give away, you know, you're gonna, you, people are going to know how to like, nah, you know, like you know how many years it took for me to get there. Like if you're willing to put that work and effort in, you're still going to have to be told to, you go and quit your lessons because that's all that person said was look up. Yeah. You need to hear that. Yep. And you need to hear that every single time you ride until you learn to be able and to make it, not. to not do yeah. it, right? Yeah. And that takes time and repetition and, and practice, right? And uh, it's so funny that people in the horse deal, um, they think that it's so very different than any other sport. You wouldn't think twice about getting... You know, like, oh, I'm going to go play golf, but I'm not going to take any instruction. I'm just going to go yeah. and play golf, right? All right oh, I'm not going to read the rule I book. do that, and it's actually quite frustrating. <laughs> but that's another cool thing. I hit a hole-in-one this year. <laughs> Get I out. I did. And Zach On the putt-putt putt course? No, Zach was there to witness it. Well, we had a day off for Brody Owen, and I I could, cannot believe I did that because I'm not a good golfer, but that was one of my better achievements of the year. <laughs> really? My That's little, a major accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, it was. My little brother was so disappointed because he's a good golfer and athlete. I He was my first phone call. Guess what I did? <laughs> and he was mad about He was mad at me for it. And I'm like, well, you know, when you're talented, you're talented. Just, it, it goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, man. And then I think I had to take the 10 on the very next hole. <laughs> so I, I'm still not a good golfer, but I, I have hit a hole in one. Didn't make you any better, but you got your yeah. you got your claim to fame on the golf course. Well, back to what you were saying, you know, Tommy says this, and I know it's for real because I get it probably weekly, but you are not ready to hear something until you're ready to hear something. Oh. So it doesn't matter what you say. And I'll think things he's told me or he'll say something that, and I'll be like, man, that makes so much sense. This works. And he goes, I've told you that ever since I first met you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even hear it. Yeah. Don't even realize it's what he was saying. Cause I wasn't advanced enough to even understand what he's saying. Let alone, you know, so I think that's, um, like I see that sometimes in people that, um, that they'll come and they'll come take lessons and ride with you and stuff. And they get to a certain point where they, okay, I'm ready to step things up. And, um, you know, I need to go ride with this guy because this guy's doing that. And like you go there and, and they go, yeah, well, he told me to do this and it changed my whole deal. And you're like, yeah, I told you that the whole time, you know, yeah, you, just, yeah. you weren't there. Right. Yeah. You know, um, well, I actually got that with you <laughs> last well, with the stop. It's, yeah. it's, you know, all stuff I'd been hearing from Tommy and I had a concept of, of it. And I even told you that and the way you described it made sense. And yeah. I could, and for whatever reason that day I felt it. And once you feel it, then you can start building upon that, you know? Yeah. You know, um, 
it's funny. I say I've said this before that um, I've learned a lot. I've learned I've learned you know some good stuff from good trainers, right? But I've probably learned more from riding those good trainers' horses. Yeah. Than necessarily <laughs> just taking a lesson because I actually was able to spend time with that horse. Um, I th- I think that you know the local, you know you, you know everybody's got their, you know chatter behind them like oh my god you know like well, oh, yeah. well I could do that if I had that kind of horse you know and and there was a time in my career where I had the opportunity to go get you know a really really good horse and I went and bought for a client um, I bought a really a horse that was really well trained from a, a really reputable trainer, right? Well, it was Sean Flaherty. So I bought, I bought one, you know, like one of the very reputable, yeah, very <laughs> reputable, very good. And, and I, I mean, there's a lot of, there's guys that are good riders and good whatever, but there's a couple that are just unbelievable trainers, right? Yeah. Extremely gifted trainers. And, um, and I went and got that horse and I got him home and I learned and I, you know, I screwed him up and then put him back together and did all kinds of stuff with him and, and won a ton, but I learned a lot about his program, about the horse, about everything else by getting it and having it for a certain amount right. of time and be able to, you know, go through a bunch of stuff with it. It was, that was a pretty, that was a pretty big deal. Being able to ride behind somebody like that yep. made, made me so much better of a trainer. And the reward of it was that I got to take what I learned from that one horse and then Every horse after that benefited from yeah. it, right? And so that's, I mean, you need great <laughs> ones in life. Somehow you, you know, and they'll teach you so much, you know, and, and especially when you, they were trained by somebody amazing in the first place. You know, you get a great <laughs> horse trained by a great trainer, you're going to learn a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then I, when you get a great horse, you're going to be able to probably not mess it up. Like the next one. That's know. the big thing, right? Is that when you do get the good ones, the real trick is learning how to not mess them up because they're just that good of a horse, you know. And they're gonna figure it out. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you get a real you, good one. They and when you're riding out. the, you know, the nice little, you know, grandpa's horse on the farm kind of deal, like that's not the great ones. You know, like there's the great yeah. ones are like freaks. Yeah, they they're incredible. You know, and they it doesn't matter what <clears throat> industry you're talking about. Great horses are incredible you know and oh yeah i like you know my analogy of it is you know somebody who's smart enough they probably teach him how to speak english <laughs> and so, some of them great ones or most of the great ones you know their intelligence level is so high if you understand horses yeah that and personality too yeah. like the you start to the, i think the the greater the horseman you become the more you start to to realize and take into consideration personalities too well, it's funny, like, my wife's not into horses at all, you know, but I'm obviously major into horses. Yeah. And she she does like animals and stuff, so when she does come up to the barn, I, I always am talking about my horses, you know, that's all I yeah. talk about, really. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, because she'll kind of watch, and she's a very observant person, and, <coughs> and she can't believe how spot on my... <clears throat> how I describe their personalities and who they are, you know, just from watching them in the pen mm. and, and she sees it, you know, she doesn't want anything to do with them, but she's, right. she sees that personalities and it's just stuff she would have never ever thought of if I didn't talk about this is this horse's personality and this is who he is. And, you mm. know, cause she doesn't study it that much, but no. 
and she'd have never thought horses do have a huge personality and they are individuals. Oh, they are. Yeah. That was something that, um, so my wife's not a horse girl either at all. Um, she, she, I think there's times that like she wishes that she was because she would like to be more, you know, tied into what I do and stuff too. But, um, she just, it's nice in another way. <laughs> I, it is really nice. I, I always say that, um, uh, it works out really well. There's a lot of guys that, you know, train horses for a living and their wives, you know, do it. To, they all do it do together. It together it's, yeah. a, it's a big deal and they're all into it. And, and there's been times when my wife is like, you know, I, you know, it just didn't benefit you because I wasn't part of that. I didn't, wasn't as into it or whatever else. And there's some really good things in that too. It's, you know, it's the one thing she can't tell me how to do. It's really convenient for a marriage. It is. <laughs> From what I've been learning yeah. about marriage. Yeah. It's good. It's good to have one thing that, you know, you, you yeah. can't be told how to do yeah. it. You know, you can still do your Especially thing. Especially when it's your life's passion. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're pretty proud of what we're trying to do. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, so it's a good thing. It can, it can work against some people, but you know, you just have to, you know, figure that part out. And, and yep. the, I think the harder part is that as we get further into, uh, into the relationship, then, you know, um, you know, you got to make sure that you don't let your passion override, you know, hers yep. and that you can go and, and I'm not good at that. I, I'm just selfish ass hat sometimes it's a it's a work of progress all the time oh, and i can use the excuse well it's just i have to work <laughs> <laughs> you know so well, i gotta get another saddle i have to work yeah. you know I, I have excuses to get a lot of things that i want so me and my selfish stuff sometimes yeah it, i think we're keep, all a little selfish yeah a little bit <laughs> um so you finished the uh winter in the summer and yeah. and then you headed up uh, to Canada. And so when you went up to Canada, so you still run, what's, what's your horse's name? Skeeter. Skeeter. So yep. you still riding Skeeter up there in Canada? Yeah. So, oh yeah, I guess this is a, turns into a whole huge story. So yeah. Yeah. I took Skeeter up there, um, for those seven rodeos and then Canada started COVID restrictions and locking down and they canceled the last couple of rodeos that they were going to have up there. And weren't sure weren't sure about the Canadian finals and they were cutting the purse money down at the Canadian finals and I was like screw it and I loaded my stuff up and I went back come back down here well as it keeps coming they're gonna have this Canadian finals and I made it and I the COVID restrictions were still really tough getting back and forth from the border and I called a friend of mine up there and they had a horse that I actually tried to buy. His wife had a horse. And they didn't, they wouldn't sell him, didn't want to sell him. And I said, hey, would you let me ride that horse? And we made a deal on what it would cost. And um, So I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to fly up there. I'm not going to bother driving up there in November when it's snowing. And Skeeter had a long summer. I'll give him a break. Um, so I went up there. And, yeah, we ended up having the, the best Canadian finals I've ever had one more money out of there. And it was paying half of what it normally paid really? than I'd ever won. <laughs> so we really kind of took it, took it to him and it was, it was really fun. And the horse was outstanding. That horse, uh, it's Cody and Kelsey Potts, horse. And he, uh, 
at one point was taking three runs a night at the Canadian Finals. I was riding them. T. McLeod was riding them, and Tufton McLeod was riding them. Really? And on the last day, it was I got to rope last for the Canadian title, and T was the second runner, and that horse we rode him every round. And so he was not guaranteed. There was one other team that that had a chance, but uh, we were the favorites on the last day to win Canada that and that we'd been both riding that horse the whole time. Get out. So that was pretty, pretty cool. So he carried first and second place. Uh, well, they ended up third in Canada, I think the way it ended up, but, uh, it was ours. It was ours to lose that day. Um, T had some bad luck and, and got a no time. And if, if we both got no times, then, uh, Steel Napoleon Riley Warren could have won the Canadian title. So they there's three teams that had a chance, but if either one of us caught, they couldn't win it. So I mean, odds are one team is going to yeah. catch in that situation, and and we thankfully it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. That horse was really good that whole time, and wow, that was a lot of fun. We didn't win one single go round either while we were there. Really, we just we. One second and third a lot, and there's six go rounds up there. So uh, we had one no time, and I think the worst we won was fourth once, and like a whole bunch of seconds, like three or four of them. Holy smackers! So how many? How many make the finals? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. How many make them? How many make the finals? Um. In the NFR. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was it was a fun experience, and it was that's uh, speaking of great horses, you know that horse is he's a very intelligent horse as well, and he just his greatest quality about him was that he will do the same thing over and over and over again, you know, and and uh, so you just like you could count on him, yeah, like and I felt him dang sure as the week went on. You know, he was losing some steam, and we were, I mean, he's got three guys riding him going as fast as they can, and, but he would, you could just keep, I, you know, I never was worried that I wouldn't be able to get by him, because I knew I could just talk him into just enough, you know, and he wasn't hard to talk into just enough, you know, and I couldn't, obviously, he was weakening a little, or not weakening, but running out of steam a little from round one to how he was in round six, but, Yeah. I mean, that's just in all reality. It's a long week. Yeah. If one guy's riding them, yeah, <laughs> you know, no so, uh, that was, that was really pretty cool experience for everybody that got to be involved in it. <laughs> I bet. I bet so. I bet like even for the, so that, so even for the owners to yeah. be able to, you know, that their horse is, you know, making three runs at night. Yeah. And that's... like T won the first two go rounds on that horse. Wow. We won second. Like, I mean, it was just. That horse won an incredible amount of money. Like, it was, what was like over 80 grand that week, or 80 grand or something. I'm not entirely sure. And that's paying half of what it normally Normally would have paid. Wow. You know, that's impressive. That was there. They came home with a pocket full and happy as could be, too. Yeah. And uh, I gave Kelsey, they give you all kinds of trinkets when you win Canada, and I gave her the watch that they gave me. So I need to get her some pictures and stuff so she can have a little wall for that horse because you know not every horse gets to win Canada (laughs) (laughs) no no and not yeah not at that level and so had had anybody used that horse before in and the pro level so yes and no (laughs) the horse was I'd actually seen the horse 
um, with the person that owned him previously, and I didn't think he was very special or much at all, and he had rode him at a, a few pro rodeos, not lots, and um, I really thought he was kind of just pretty average old man type horse, just looking at him, I never yeah. rode him or nothing, and he didn't pique my interest. Right. And then uh, didn't really pique my interest when I seen Kelsey riding him, you know, I thought, oh, he looks nice, you know, but not really anything and then uh cody entered clovis california heading and i watched him at clovis i mean they had a 20-foot barrier on dead fresh brahma cross cattle you know and this sucker just ate him up and i was like holy cow and he come over to tommy clovis is pretty close to tommy so i i had invited them over and they come over and we roped and he i watched him run like 10 or 12 steers on the practice and i'm like holy cow, like, that's a nice freaking horse. Like, a really nice horse. Yeah. Like, and I just never really watched him before, yeah. you know? So I kind of <laughs> asked him about if it'd sell him, and blah, blah, no. So, okay, whatever. Well, I kind of just kept that in my mind, and, and then I, when I made the Canadian Finals, and I didn't want to leave Skeeter up there, and the border's getting hard to cross, and I I just felt like everything would be a lot safer if he was yeah. here, you know, for next, for this year. Yeah. And uh, so I did that. And I'm, you know, I don't want to take anything away from that horse. I'm glad I did that. I think I would have performed very, just as well on Skeeter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it was cool to have that experience with that horse, too. It would have been cool to have Skeeter yeah. in another way. But, um, you know, I'm happy he's down here. And, and he got to rest for two months that he doesn't normally he wouldn't have gotten to rest would it have been difficult to get him back down here i mean i would have been able to do it it just, just within hoops so, to yeah, jump through lots of <clears throat> more driving you know and i was kind of kind of got hooked on flying last fall i was flying around pretending i was a star <laughs> well that so that was um that was the that i was going to say so you you did a little bit of flying around last yep. year yeah well i didn't all summer Right. All summer I was driving around, driving with Skeeter everywhere. And then in the fall there, um, I flew to the Canadian Finals. And then I flew up to the Canadian Circuit Finals, which is a month later um, in Saskatchewan. And it's cold over there. And, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a pain in the butt. And Luckily, I was able to talk Kelsey into letting us get the horse out to Saskatchewan to ride him there after we well, she was pretty happy after we won Canada so I was kind of used that opportunity you know <laughs> take advantage of that while <laughs> yeah. you can and uh we did good there too we actually won more money at the circuit finals than any other team but we didn't win the circuit finals or the circuit but no. just the way it all worked out yeah uh well yeah we won more money than any other team so Tyson and I really really did good and that money the circuit finals money counts for this year's PRCA standings Really? Yep. So that was beneficial. To That's way fun. beneficial, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So you're way ahead on... Well, the Canadian Finals doesn't count, but the, but circuit, the circuit Finals did, yeah. So I won, we won like 3000 out of there, which, you know, takes about 70000 to make the NFR. They let you count 75 rodeos, so you got to win, say, 1000 a rodeo. So anytime you can go to one rodeo and win... 3,000. 3, so by my math, it gives you a couple free rodeos. Yeah. <laughs> which you're going to mess up at some of them. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a <clears throat> nice little convenient way to just kick off the next year. 
as well. So that's something I didn't know is that they you have to um, in order to you're limited on the number of rodeos you can go to. Uh, or you can use, not yeah, you to can what use. you can go yeah. to, but what you can use. And you have to declare which ones. When you enter. When you enter, yeah. not like, well, I'm good enough on this one, I'll claim this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I wish they'd let you do that. But <laughs> yeah, I know, it's when you enter. So, um, like if there's something around, right around here that, you know, is just my partner's not out or something, I would rope with, like, say Bandera. You mm-hmm. know, I, I rope with a guy from around here and... I just unofficial the rodeo, so the money wouldn't count towards the standings. But it's hard to not drive to Bandera to try to win a couple thousand bucks when yeah. I'm living in yeah. Bernie, you know, down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of they. You can go to more rodeos in '75, but it's not going to count for anything. Mm. So, huh? Why? How long had they done that, or what? What was my it? whole career? Oh yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they put those rules rules in because there are 600 prc rodeos so people with more money could out out rodeo you Uh, so you just make a trailer race make it a trailer race you know people if you can afford two or three rigs and two or three drivers and a plane you know like you you could get to you know 150 when it's i mean 75 ends up being a lot more rodeos than a person thinks you end up being like it seems like if you go to 100 rodeos in a year you're it seems like you're never home. I would imagine. You know, 75, I really only got to, I can do it in the summertime. You know, I can keep my count low, just go to the big stuff in the winter, and I can leave in the beginning of June, and I should, I'll be able to get to my road, enough rodeos in four. You know, Run for a couple, of, of two, September. three months, and yeah. get enough. That's kind of my new plan now that I'm a married man. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I guess that would be kind of nice that they limit it so that you, you know, you can limit yourself a little bit. and You, you know, can and not... do uh, some things outside a rodeo if if you, it depends how you choose to do it. Yeah, if you try yeah. to go to the 75 <clears throat> biggest, best ones, it seems like you're gone all the time too, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, my new philosophy is just win where you go. Try to win as much as you can where you go because yeah. to make the NFR, you're going to have to win a lot of money. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if you're winning, where you're winning that lot yeah, of money. You just got to be winning, every, you know, more times than you're not, it seems like. You, uh, you are, did you, so you're qualified for San Antonio? Yep. Ah, yep. So I'm gonna, up there on the 10th, 11th, and 12th. 10th, 11th, and 12th. First set, yep. Yeah, and then hopefully come back. <laughs> That's, yeah. I need to be back at the finals later on at the yeah. end of the month. But. Maybe I'll sneak up there and see if I can yep. get in yep. and watch a little bit. Yep. I was going to go over and. I think um, uh, I'm I, Dale Brisby has agreed to be on yeah on the show, and so um, he's going to be over there in his booth, and so I was going to stop by, and uh, my daughter is dying to meet him, and <laughs> she has she wants to ask him why he always wears sunglasses. <laughs> so well, that'll be a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's she thinks he's funny. She yeah. thinks he's really funny. So um, so I figured we stop by up there and and meet him a little bit i think i i don't know if i've been trying to get him on and just our schedules are all messed up and well he's it's, a busy, it's always a little he's too a tricky, busy yeah. man yeah yeah and so try and i'm trying to do some some remote ones so they're not they're just weird i just um i don't know <laughs> i'd like i'd like to have them here 
So, um, but not everybody can stop. That's by a nice there. little room you got. Here. Yeah, it's kind it's of all fun. set up. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it makes it easy. Um, and then me and technology just don't get along very well. <laughs> well sometimes. yeah, it amazes me whenever you're hooking all this oh, stuff up. God, this is ridiculous. Well, and this is like as simple as it possibly can be. <laughs> it can get pretty ridiculous. I think I'm, we're supposed to have. I'm I'm gonna do one with uh, Jeremy Affeld, and he's uh, he lives he lives here in Bernie. And has a brewery, and, oh, yeah. and he played um, baseball for the San Francisco Giants. That'll be cool. Yeah, and really he, cool. Yeah, he was with them during the World Series and won the World Series and all that. And so, um, so he's big, big baseball, and yeah. which you know, I don't know, that's not my genre, but it's it's, it's really, always fun to hear what they got to say. I know, right? <laughs> and and he, there was a point in his career where like sports psychology really came into yeah. and, and really kind of got him ahead, and so. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. And then he's put a podcast room in his. So I was like, oh, you can come and use mine anytime. I'm like, maybe we got a cool one to go and <laughs> yeah. do one out of. Um, yeah. So I, so that might be kind of good. I might have a bigger screen and stuff. Yeah. And, to be able, and have, gosh, he's got to have more sense than I do on the technology stuff. So We would hope. We would hope. <laughs> we would hope. Because it is not required in the horse industry. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. Computer uh, is not something that I spent much time on at all. No. Um, so, uh, I'm curious, what is your, um, we were talking about Skeeter and what, so what's his personality? Skeeter's personality. Well, there's just not another one like him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's what Tommy said about him and, and, uh, it really is the truth. He's, he, he gets the cutest little looks on his face the way, and he'll look at you with the whole eye, like he'll kind of like widen his eyes, you know, and he's, he's super gentle horse, you know, yeah. he's not, doesn't do it out of fear, but like that's, he'll stand in his pen and he'll watch you where you're at. And I wouldn't say he's overly friendly. He's not unfriendly, but like he won't just meet me every time I'm there, but he yeah. watches me all the time. And then, and then, uh, he, he's so, he gives like 150%. Like when you're riding them and it's sometimes it's like, dude, I just, I'm just out here exercising you. Like, this is not a big deal, you know? And he's like, oh, I gotta. And he's, he's never bad or uncontrollable or, you know, but he's just like, when that saddle goes on him, man, he's, but you can't make a horse give half of what he's just wanting to put out there all the time. And sometimes it, it can be a little bit frustrating, but you got to understand where he's coming from because he's only ever doing it to help you. Right. He has no bad thoughts in his head about, about, uh, you know, trying to screw a guy over or anything. Just sometimes he, he's doing it like when you're just trying to do something real slow because he's trying to give so much. And, and then, uh, he gets really offended too by certain things. Like he does not take being gotten after. Well, I mean, he gets over it and does his job, but like he, he's not as friendly to you in the pen for a couple of days. Like he holds on to stuff he when he gets him. over it, he gets over it, but you know, he'll kind of hold really? on to it. And he's a, he's a weird animal that's kind of, and the other thing is be care. I have to be so careful what I teach him. Cause if I teach him one thing on one steer, that'll be exactly what he does on the next steer. And like, literally he'll just, and it's like, like say steer stop and, Oh. You know, steer stopping the tool we use to get horses getting hold of steers better. And yeah. if you steer stop with you know one or two steers in a row, he will stop on the next steer. 
He's that's it's his just, new job. This is a new job. And I was like, dude, you're We're just, you know, and he's like, man, well, I got figured out. This is what we do now. And it's like, no, I was just using it as a tool, you know, so you got to be he's a fun horse, but you got to understand where he's coming from. You know, that's kind of um, that's something that I think a lot of people miss when it comes to the horses. Right. Is that when we're training, um, it's a constant train. Right. It's never yeah. like, OK, he's trained and he does that. And they don't train at all the way that we would train as like a coach. If I was coaching, you know, uh, kids baseball, you know, yeah. I would I would put so much repetition into the exact same way every single time the way you would throw a ball over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Horses don't like that. <laughs> no, if anything, they so where most people, a lot of people that don't quite understand them. And the good ones. I mean, the, yeah. there's bad ones, and there's you know, oh, yeah. and there's and there's there's bad people too. But you know, so there are bad horses too. Yeah. Um, but a good one, an honest one, that likes and wants to do his job, is not screwing you over by turning earlier or by you know by stopping sooner or doing all those things. He's trying to do a good job for you, and he's willing to do it earlier. Yeah. Right. If you understand that it's that's not him, you know, a horse running down and setting up before it's supposed to stop is not him trying to screw you over. It's him trying to do a little bit better, a little bit faster. Yeah. He's trying to read into what you, what yeah, you I know want. what we're going to do. So yeah. we're going to do that. Right. And so as a trainer, you spend a lot of your time undoing the repetition that you're doing. And as a result, yeah. you're the rider undoing what your practice is doing because you need to be doing the repetitive practice <laughs> so it's such a pull right it is yeah and you go back and forth constantly with it yeah if you just like in your deal if you just run them down and stop them every time in the exact same spot they're going to set up to stop in that spot and that's not going to allow them for the big stop no it's like and your it's stop not, has to get shorter and shorter yeah. and shorter and next thing you know it's 10 minutes 10 feet shorter and 10 feet shorter is your good stop and next thing you know you can't even run down the pin and that is not that horse being bad no no that's crazy <laughs> you know? right and and that's something that people don't get and then if you have one like skeet and i tell you what so this young horse that i've got frazier um i mean i'm learning a lot from this horse <laughs> Um, and he's not, he would not be my pick as far as talent wise, hundred percent my pick. Right? Yeah. It looks wise, hundred percent confirmation wise. You got it right. Personality wise, probably not. Right. Probably not. He would, he, he wouldn't. And it's not because he's got a bad personality. He's got a personality that requires me to not you have my personality <laughs> well but at least you recognize oh that. my god he's like a torture sometimes yeah. for me um he's got a corner in this this dang arena that um he just i don't know what it is he's got a, a he's got a thing about it and so when we run in that spot towards that spot to run and stop sometimes he gets real tight and flinchy and when he does man he will he'll darn near wreck you and yeah. stop right because he just he doesn't stop he flinches he just like yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and when you do that then nothing's smooth nothing's cool and all it does is you know pop tart me out of the saddle or jackhammers me right oh. and it's making me an old man really fast <laughs> in my back and um and it's frustrating so it makes me start reacting now i start riding tighter then he yeah. starts feeding off it right 
so the other day I had him out in the arena and I, I had, it was a little bit of a frustrating ride and I, and it was out, I decided I pulled him out on Sunday and I just was going to go and ride just to get a pleasure, fun ride so that Monday would be a good, better ride. And so I took him in there, we're riding around and, uh, and I just made it lackadaisical, whatever. And, but he, I noticed that he kept, you know, screwing around with that corner again. So I got, we got finished up, got off and I was walking him around and, um, I walked by that corner, right? It was walking around and as I'm walking by that corner that banner whatever it is that he's you know you know looking at he's I'm walking and he's on my right and he's staring off to the right looking at that right looking at the banner and not paying attention to me right so I had him on the end of my uh rain right and so I just jumped up and ran and screamed like ah like it was like something was coming after us right you he shit himself i mean like jumped like sprung like a cat up jump run to the side and looked around like what was it what was it what was it right and i died laughing yeah <clears throat> i mean it just cracked me up <clears throat> so i was expecting something to get him yeah so I walked right I knew by something him. was bad in this corner <laughs> exactly and um and i i laughed right yeah so I walked right by that corner again and, um, and we, he walked by and he looked over at it again and I jumped and like run, screamed, you know, like something was coming after me and he, same thing, same thing. Like it, like it hadn't happened five seconds ago. Yeah, right. I and I, it, I couldn't help it. I mean, like I was belly laughing, right. Yeah. It was cracking me up <laughs> that he was that dumb about it. Right. Third time he still jumped. Right. Same thing. And I'm laughing like crazy. The fourth time, he he kind of jumped, looked, and was watching me and laugh. And I just, I mean, I, I was, it was it was hilarious to me, right? Yeah. At that point, he turned off to the side and wouldn't look at me. I come over, walking over to him to like pet on him and let him know it was all okay or whatever else. He wouldn't look at me. <laughs> He's upset that you're he afraid was. Yeah. Like it was just, it was almost like he was just, you know, disgusted with himself because he couldn't do it right the the fifth time he he kind of but didn't you know flinch and didn't want to look at me again it took me a while apologizing to him that you know it was that funny but god i have not had one with that kind of personality you know that's that's something you know a lot of people don't what you just said right there a lot of people don't realize is apologizing to him and that's what all of the better horsemen I've ever been around you know these horses do have personalities and I don't want to like and they have feelings and that you have to you know like he is a little upset with you that you were literally pulling a prank on him yeah you know and you have to go hey dude yeah you made it too easy yeah you know like you got to get over this because there's nothing going on over yeah and that's kind of my point with Skeeter he'll he'll hold a grudge like that for a few days if he thinks that you that you were wrong and it's funny because if he doesn't think i'm wrong he won't get mad at me for getting after him really he's incredibly smart that one i also want to add that uh i am still learning about that horse's personality you know i don't i learn something about him all the time all my horses and i think that's important too is you know their personalities will develop if you allow them to develop i think and so you'll see more of them of what you know or or we're getting smarter about them listening to them i'm not sure on which way that happens but i know with skeeter he would he used to be super 
cold, just a cold horse when I first got him, you know, just like a, a machine when you're on riding him, but like in the pen and all that, he just was very stoic and he's not stoic now. He's got all these expressions on his face and, hmm. you know, so, but, and Tommy did that cause he loved that horse. So he spent a lot of time and, and uh, he got, got that. And then he just started developing more and more of a personality which was probably there the whole time you oh, know yeah. but we were just taking the time to apologize to him to listen to what he was trying to say you know and and uh get an understanding for your animal <laughs> and that's important for people to do it really is like i think that's something that we have um because we're on this quick train fast train of you know we got to hurry up and you know on the and I love, don't get me wrong, I love the futurities. Like, I think the yeah. futurities are a, a great thing of being able to find the greatest talent, the earliest deal, and whatever else. And those guys that hit that deal and get to that point, I mean, there's no doubt, there's no way around the fact that, you know, you hustle like crazy to get that much done in a short amount of time. And you have to be observant of all that stuff at this level, you know, and a lot of the futurities and stuff, you've got to be. But it also is a breeding ground for rush. It is. I mean, that's where the great ones can make it right. that early because they can know? get through some of that stuff, and they can their 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 skin might be a little thicker. Well, that know? but great horses too are going to poke up. Yeah, early. Yeah, because and there's other ones that are great too, but are you know just can't handle a futurity. A lot of horses can't handle getting ready in time. Yeah, like that know? time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Um, they need to be trainable, <laughs> right? To get well, ready and, that and the, fast. And the layman who comes into it from without having the experience, the background, right, of being on enough and around enough animals and livestock and whatever else, and they maybe see them as a little bit as a tool or something to get them where they're going. <clears throat> we can look at it and go, well, ninety days gets me this, you know, like man, ninety days just gets it to where hopefully they don't buck you off. Yeah, you know, that's just a start, but. It, that's the hard part for a trainer to, to when people come and they go, well, well, you know, what can I expect in this amount of time? Well, you expect that, you know, in that amount, in, in 90 days, I will, you know, work him for 90 days. Well, that's all I can expect. That's something, you know, I've kind of gone into my own horses and got out of outside horses. I get the odd one, but, you mm -hmm. know, I'm mainly on my own. And it's something I just have recently realized is, I was expecting me to get more out of my own horses faster and I was hitting a wall on all of them, you know? And I went, man, when I was riding all public horses, you know, other than my rodeo horses, I was really, I was listening to them horses a lot more and I was getting a lot farther ahead, you know? And yeah. that's something I pretty recently I've kind of had to, have that self-talk with myself like, hey, I'm expecting too much out of these horses because I think that I have some stuff figured out and yeah. I can get it out of them. Well, so I kind of reversed and I went, man, I'm going to listen and pay attention more and expect less each and every day, oh. basically. God, that's so much faster way. <laughs> now all of a sudden my horses are wanting to ride around and, you know, it's like, what was I, what like that was this fall that I was kind of going through that. I was just, I was kind of a little upset with myself or that I let myself fall into that again, you know? Mm. And, I mean, that's just all part of the journey really it is really figuring is. it out. Cause yeah. it's, you always have back and just like with a horse, you know, and with yourself mentally, you'll go back and forth. And 
Yeah, but without that, if it was just all wind, then it would be like, oh, yeah. hat, and I got this, and whatever yeah. else. You don't grow. You don't yeah. grow and become more of a horseman or more of a... I don't know, and, and I think that... I think... So this is just my personal deal, but, you know, um, I think that, you know, I think your creator really uses creation to teach us, right? Yeah. I mean, like, to help you grow, become, you know, a, get a better understanding of... <clears throat> well, you're going to find <laughs> getting a better understanding of your wife or, you know, and family and how to, to, you know, it's easy when you're younger to be all about me and all about, yeah. you know, myself, you know, and then you start to realize like, oh, there's actually other people that I have to worry about too, you know, <laughs> there's other people in this yeah, world. <laughs> I know, it's a crazy thing, you know, I'm, but you can use that, that knowledge to be able to, um, yeah, to grow as a husband <clears throat> or to grow as a father or to grow as, you know, a son or whatever, you know, because you start to realize, you know, like all those things that you're, you're willing to put into and understand and wait and listen to, you know, on that horse is like, man, you know, that, and that's the funny thing about Frazier <laughs> is that I, I, I always say his, his personality is God, his personality is the, he's the, He's the 15 year old kid, right? He's the 15 year old boy, right? That he thinks his, his, he thinks what he says is funny and it's like half it's stupid, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's Maybe walking, more than half and, of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and he really thinks he's cute and funny about it. Yeah. And if you go and scold him for it, he's like, just appalled that you scold, yeah. scolded him about you it. Like, oh, like, oh, what did I offend? What did I do to offend you? Yeah. And you know, it was, uh, you know, and he's got this, you know, his, his, uh, his humor is like Saturday Night Live humor or like mad mad TV humor type right. stuff. And you're like, it's just dumb. It's like fart jokes all the time. Yeah. It's like, stop. I'm, yeah. It doesn't have to be all day, every <laughs> yeah, day. Like not this. like all the time, <laughs> man. Um, and I have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, man. You know, it's, it can be, you know, but it's, it's so crazy that, you know, like, and I think that's a big thing. It's like all the things that I've learned with horses and stuff was all in preparation to teach me how to be a father yeah. or how to be, you know, and I'm not good at it. I'm not good at, you know, I, I, I still learn. I learn through mistakes the way that I have with the horses. I do it through mistakes, but you know, I hopefully I'm getting better and, you know, learning from it. That's people that are good. This is, I like saying this people that are good or have a chance of being good are the people that admit I'm not good no. because then you have opened yourself up to work at it. Yeah. You know, to, to work at life or horses or whatever, because if you go, man, I got this figured out and I'm, you know, you don't really, you oh, might yeah. know something <laughs> of yeah. this one topic. It worked know? last week. We'll and see. you got to huh. keep, you know, with horses, with everything in life, it's continuous edge it's pretty hard to become a master at really oh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Like even in martial arts, you know, they, they say that, uh, when you reach black belt, you know, that's when the learning begins. Like right. it's when you've, you've got enough knowledge now that, that actually you can, can start putting it to work something. and start learning something right before you're just learning how to learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, and I think that's the thing about getting to even that point and not, not an age based on the futurity, but a knowledge based on the futurity. The horse gets to that level. That's the beginning of, he's got the concepts of all the stuff, 
to be able to do it to the his potential, not your potential, but to his that horse's potential, and then now putting it to use in whatever go job, forward. yeah, to go forward from there. Yeah. Then the and um, horses are expensive as crap, right? And and especially and, right now, yeah, which is a good thing, crazy. <laughs> but um, I've always said that they're expensive, really expensive. If your objective is to get them in the show pen once. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make a darn bit of sense if you're going for one run. Right. If you're going for, I love the horse and I want to, you know, and if we win, great. I mean, like, that's in my game. That's my yeah. end deal. That's where I want to be. But it's not a win. Right? right. It's not the win. It's the process of, you know, getting him to reach his potential. And and that's where the great part of being a good horseman is. And when you're given the time. Oh, man, when you're given the time to be able to train one yeah. and do it right, man, it can be really, really fun. And it's very rewarding. It really you, is. You know, that's the thing, too, is you kind of get you get attached to them and you want to see them be successful without you if that's where their path leads or, that had or to stay been really, with you, you know? Yeah, that had to have been really cool with that course in Canada, right? It was, yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't get to spend a ton of time with them, you know, as far as he's not like he wasn't like my horse, like yeah. Skeeter is, you know. But you got to be a part of the the finishing deal, or not a finishing, but the like the the, the, height, the height of his <laughs> yeah. success, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's got to be that's yeah. Cool. And as he is a nice horse, and like a super nice horse, and has a cool person. Like he does have a cool personality. Got to have a know? good personality. Oh if yeah, he did he's that. A, I mean, he's a loyal soldier. Yeah. Really, like I mean, those he's are gonna so rare. Take his orders and march on. You know. Wow. And that's that. It's funny that you know he's probably not the fastest. He's probably not the, but he. Yeah, he, there wouldn't be a one category I would say that he was the best I'd ever rode at. You know what I mean? But he had was really good at everything. Have you had other ones who were that consistent? Uh, my gray mare that I that mm. I sold before Skeeter, <laughs> yeah. and they were honestly spitting image of each other as far as competing on them as oh, I really? ever rode two horses. Huh. They were both Where is she big, at? felt the same. Um, actually, I just ran into Chad Masters, and he's got her at his place and riding her. So, oh, really? That was that's cool. That's nice for me. I was glad to hear that. I respect Chad. I would really watch his stuff on his head horses and how he rides a head horse, and and it uh, made me super happy because he told me, "Man, I've just been being nice to her, and she gets better and better every day." Uh, and I'm like, uh, I, I just told him, "I'm like that is a." emotional creature i was like if you're nice to her and she learns to trust you she'll give you everything she's got man riding mares versus riding studs and geldings oh that's a whole different deal that's a humbling experience in yep. itself. <laughs> and honestly if they believe in or like i i haven't had a ton of mares but like her you know she took everything just so well um but she believed in me like she would i'd have her in canada out with 10, 12, 13 other geldings in a 80 acre field. And if she see me, she'd trot away from other horses and come to me. Really? You know, you don't get a connection with a horse like that very mm -hmm. often. And, uh, and she just took every, but she didn't have to get gotten after very much. She usually was reading what you were thinking, you know, and if you did ever have to scold her, it had to be fast, quick, and really not that hard. And get out of the deal. And she wouldn't, you know, she'd take that and, and, She'd be go okay. I'm not going to do that, you know. And that's where she'll leave it. But uh, would you? Did you see him 
working or riding or did you, did I did, you... he did I didn't see him riding her he just told me he had her oh so you haven't like seen her seen her I haven't seen her I'm curious how long has it been since you seen her I seen her this summer and she was not very impressive this summer no no she um kind of loped off away from the steer and then didn't want to pull the steer and I was like oh gosh but she um I don't the problem was that she was so good and I when I owned her I let so many people ride her because she was she was like this horse I won counted on she could take it take and it's it, a yeah. good extra income and yeah um I think people it was easy to mistake her for a tool because she almost was like a tool mm. you know what I mean but there was a lot there was a lot her. of emotional deal yeah but like as too. far as what riding her I mean she'd do the exact same steer on thing on every steer and never mess up you know but it, i just wondered if you gotten a chance to go up to her and, you know i have she actually like. i have since i've sold her and she's not impressed with me <laughs> you know and i i kind of had quit there i did when i first sold her i'd go up to her and, and actually i wrote her at houston after i sold her um sold her in december and then i wrote her at houston in march so this is 2018 ish mm-hmm. i don't don't quote me on the dates but um and to a friend of mine, and uh, I rode her there, and I saddled her, and he was riding his other horse, and I, uh, and she was like, pinning her ears a little bit, looking away from me, you know, like not not doing anything ignorant, but you know, I was like, this isn't her, it's not her, you know. And uh, it was funny. I got done roping that night, and we loaded him. Their horse was on their trailer, and he went. He untied her, and I was just standing by her. He untied her and just loading her up to go back to stalls. And and she just turned and she put her forehead right in my chest and just held her forehead in my chest, like not pushing on me, just held it there. And uh, that was like a pretty big moment. Like, yeah. hey, man, I forgive you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, dummy. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I seen her. I actually did pet her earlier in the summer, last summer, and she just was cold to me the whole time i kind of broke my heart so every other time i seen her i just kind of avoided her to be honest because yeah you know we were she i mean how like you know how special it is for a horse to trot out of a herd of horses yeah. and come to you you know like i imagine that's how the first people ever got a horse broke you know when it took that kind of connection <laughs> yeah so yeah that's i'm glad i'm glad chad's got her and he likes her yeah. you know that's and says a lot that too. says a lot and he he likes her and likes who she is you know so that i think she'll come back pretty strong if she stays with cool with somebody like i him. tell you what man that's it it takes a horseman it, it you know you can be a roper and you can be hand with a rope you know and that'll get you so far but man i mean i mean it's just yeah you need to get when if you can, can get it, them if you to can't do, do it on one horse, yeah. you know, that's the thing is like, how do you, you know, Skeeter will do it. Peggy did it. This horse I rode up there in Canada, you know, when they do the things that you're not having to ride them every step of the way to get it out of them, that's, I, you know, and that's not necessarily trainable. You no. know, they have to be wanting to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, you know. There, there's something to be said about uh, the partnership of it. I mean, like, I was, there's a, uh, you know, there's all tons of stupid videos on the 
internet, but <clears throat> there's always a, the, there's one that I've seen where a guy's doctoring a calf and that horse is like blocking the mama cow and like oh, yeah. chasing around yeah. like, yeah, oh, come on, man. I mean, like that's not. Their you, team. Yeah, yeah. It is. That is, that is a, that's a partner. That's not, you know, yeah. you can't teach that. That's not something that's just, you know, solely reactionary. That, that horse knew his job. Yeah. You know. And that, and this person. And, and his, person. his person. Yeah. And you can't get one to, out of fear to do that. <laughs> there ain't no way. No, pressure and release makes it pretty hard to get them doing that. You know? Yeah. And it takes a long time. That's one thing oh, I, I'm learning. It takes a long time to really get them to fully trust you. And why should they? Huh. You know, they don't ask us to put the halter on them. They don't ask us to saddle them. They don't ask mm. us to do these things. And mm. so it takes, you know, it takes a long time and you got to, Always be working on, hey, you can trust me and I'm going to trust you. And that's what you're working towards. That's funny. You know, like I've got, um, God, I've had a, um, I've had a tough week with my, um, with my youngest son. And that's been, God dang, man, that's been, he's, he's a, uh, um, he's a, you know, just the same as the horses, right? It's just his personality and stuff is a challenge. And, um, and, and he, so I didn't, I didn't get him. So I, he's, um, all my kids are adopted, yeah. but, um, but he was like, uh, six when, um, when I got him. And so there's history behind it. Right. And it takes, boy, it's so, such a, you know, revealing thing for me. Right. Like that, you know, like, well, I've, you know, I've been your dad for two years, you know, what it, and that's just, it's not a very long time for a relationship and it takes time to build that trust up. And that yeah. trust has been broken by others or it's been broken, you know, just period. And he's got, you know, we're working through stuff, right? Yeah. Um, he's my, he's my son. I've, he's been my son for seven years. Yeah. Right. And it took, it took, I, I think if I had not learned what I've learned with the, the horses, it would have been 10 times harder. But, you know, he's been my son for seven years plus. Yeah. Right. And just recently will call me dad. Right. And sometimes, not all the time, yeah. but just, uh, you know, infrequently. Right. And it's a, it, and you know, it's an, in, it's an earned thing, yeah. but it's earned through that relationship. I, you know, I can, I can discipline, you know, tell you what to do, whatever else, but the trust and everything else is, and the worst part is the trust. It takes a long time to build up or whatever through, and it's through a relationship you can, yeah. but then it can break it through a relationship really quick too. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at that. You know? <laughs> God dang. I just, that's a, that's a hard thing to, that's the next step, right? Yeah. Well, it's just always... Yeah, I mean, you got to always keep working on it. Yeah. You know, it's always there to be worked at. Oh, yeah, because there's plenty to work on. I screw it up, you know. That's just... That's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like I, can ima- I can't imagine having to go through that and do that without the acknowledgement of that. Like, if yeah. not, not, not having the presence of mind to go like... Pew. And it's, it's, you know, it's it's... It's revealing of, you know, my training and everything else. Like I, I got rewarded early on for like, you know, you know, grabbing something by the scruff of its neck and forcing it to go and do it. And I thought, yeah. oh, I'm a trainer. <laughs> I know? still get caught doing that myself, oh, yeah. you know, and that's a, yeah. but when they, same as, you know, human relationships, if people want or horses want to do something for you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, when you get the one training's more. pretty easy, yeah. or the you know getting a task done that's pretty easy. But if you walk in, say a horse's pen, and they look away from you and walk the other direction, and that's how you start your day. I mean, that's not something that's coming out going, "Hey, I want you to tell me yeah. what we're doing today." You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think that's the hard part. I think when we get into training and stuff that. In order to make, you know, decent money and be riding enough of them as a horse trainer showing, you know, doing show horses and everything else, you know, you have 20, 30, 40, some of these guys run 80 head of horses in training. Like, man, there's no way. There's no you, way you can yeah. keep that. And I hate, you know, I keep 10 head of horses in training right now. And I hate having 10. <laughs> I, I would hard. like to have like three. You know, because I want to do it to that level. Like, I want to be that efficient with it. I want to have those three have a relationship with me and have that much of a relationship with each other. You know, yeah. like, you want to have, like, that really cool team. Yeah. That's what I love, you know, because it gets to the point where I could, but you, it's kind of hard to make a living at riding. It's kind of hard, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's something I've, you know, really gone into here recently, too, is is some less horses and spending I'm spending just as much time. Yeah. But, you know, I I was getting into that feeling of um I just don't have time to do that, so I got to rush in this area so I can do this, you know, yeah. and and I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, that ain't going to work. You yeah. know, I when I I'm going to take the time that to have conversations with them, you yeah. know, because if you do that every day pretty soon you're doing what you want to be doing pretty fast, yeah. you know, and that's what speeds you up. Not thinking, Hey, I'm going to go faster. You know, it speeds you up by having a good relationship with them. No, man, it makes it, it really does. God, it makes it, it's just so much easier. It's so much easier. (laughs) I know I got one Colt in specific. I'm thinking of when I'm talking a little Bay Colt and he's, I mean, he just didn't like me and he didn't ride any better because he didn't take any of my training tactics and now i've made a relationship with them and now we're going forward and now he's starting to ride around pretty good and it's like but he just would not ride around any better than a colt with 10 rides on him until i built the relationship and then it was like okay now i'm listening to you while you're doing these training steps not just blocking me out you know and now he's starting to learn but he learns small and incrementally and his trust can be broke just like you know, real fast. Yeah. You know, it's really funny too. It's like you, you see people do a, a, an extreme on one and extreme on the other. They do the extreme on being able to be the most proficient and good rider possible, but leave that, you know, leave that part out of it. And yeah. then you see the other ones that are all emotional yes. and can't ride <laughs> with a flip, you know, and you're like, my, you're, you're hurting them there too. Yeah. They can't just be Liberty horses. Yeah. No, know? like that, that's not, that's not it either. Yeah. You know, um, it's, uh, you almost have to spend, you know, really, uh, I tell people that it's, it's really important that, one of the two of you know what the heck you're doing, right? Yeah. And the, the that horse that understands and knows his job well enough, you know, that's trained well enough to do that has to be taught not just how to do it, but taught accountability and all kinds of other stuff. This is your job. To, to take yeah. his job, he knows it well enough to take care of you so that you can learn how to ride. And, well, yeah. oh, those are worth a million bucks, you know? And they're like people too. Sometimes they don't feel like it. Yeah. And to have a finished horse, they have to learn how to deal with their 
stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, Skeeter actually, he, he bucked on me the other day when we were practicing. And I could tell he was just in a terrible mood, you know. And we were at another guy's place, and it's kind of windy and whatnot. And I just, I got him ready, you know, and I could tell he wasn't. He does this every now and then, you know. So I wasn't too worried about it. I run the first two steers, and he he just was he contained himself, you know. And the third one, he realized they were practicing. Nah. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't freshness or like he's just gonna show me, hey, like I'm not real impressed today, you know. I spanked him down a hind leg one time, and he just all of it left. And he's like, okay, I'm just gonna be a good horse, you know. And that's a finished horse has to you have to be able to go, hey, I need you now, and. We're not, I'm not going to take forever getting you your mind right. Yeah. I need you right now today in this moment. And he got there. And to me, that's what a finished one is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, um, and I think that is something that most people don't get either if they don't understand the relationship and training and, and the time that goes into that. It, and I explain this this way from a, a lot of riders when they're just start, starting out is that... um it wouldn't be fair for me to take my child and spank them because they got a cookie out of the cookie jar. Right. Right. I have to teach you to not go and, and that's not what you're supposed to do. And, but once you know, and you know what's expected of you and you know, and you know, you shouldn't be doing that anyways. Yeah. And (laughs) you do it anyhow, then that there comes a reprimand that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. And that is not an unloving and unfair, you know, kind of deal, but it has to be, yes, but it has to be fair, right? You have to be, you have to know, you have to be accountable for it. Teaching one to is not you're not teaching one by constantly doing it for them. No. You know, there's a point where there has to be a an accountability that comes yeah. along with it. This and is it, your responsibility, and that is true with and horses. This, you and know. it's true with people and yeah. kids and everything else this too. Is your right? responsibility mm-hmm. to take care. Of, you know, I say that well a little bit when we're roping, and I'm like, you know, your job is to rope. It's your horse's job to watch the cow. We need to teach him how to watch the cow. You know, and we did that on the dummy there that one day, and. Mm-hmm. You know, on my better horses, like, it's unacceptable to miss a cow. You know, like, you know better yeah. to not you ever know what miss we're that here cow. For. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's... And you expect it. I mean, you expect, you don't expect for them to, to be little soldiers every single day. That's a rare, no, exactly. rare form and a rare animal that can get to that level and to that point. Exactly. But it has to, there has to be accountability, accountability at some point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a, hey, dude, this is your job. Yeah. Come on, pay yeah. attention. And you can't you know? be held accountable if somebody's holding your hand all the time either. Right. Like, that's not accountability. Yeah. No. Right. No. no, that's, that's the opposite of accountability. That's, yeah. you know, over nannying something to death to the point where he just goes, nah, whatever. I don't want to do and that. That's the difference in guys training horses to compete and the guys that are like guys that just train to show how cool you can do a lot of cool stuff with a horse. Mm-hmm. But um, that a competitive horse is, has accountability and they have their own job that they know they have to do, you know, on their own. Because you can't win on one that, that it takes you forever to get their mind right and, hey, are you thinking with me or whatever, you know. The competitive horses, they come out knowing their job. And that's what I find so cool about every industry of competitive, you know, yes. head horses, heel horses, reining horses, cutting horses. They, to win, like they have, you know, they, they understand so much stuff. Yeah. And it's the same as any other sport, any, any other team. And what it is too, is it's a team sport, right? And to be, to be that on the baseball field, 
Yeah. I don't, I can't, uh, I can't worry about, do you know where yeah. to throw it when there's, you know, a guy on first and yeah. a guy on second and it's hit to right field and where are we going to, like, you got to know where your job is to where to throw that ball. I can't, I can't do that for you. Well, it's like, you know, say for team roping with my team roping partner, you know, I need to know that all, everything that's going on in that guy's life is not there when we back in the box. Yeah. You know, and. As, you know, you got to pick each other's confidence up in a team sport. Same sure. with your horse, you know. But still, when it's game time, everybody on the team needs to know that we're all in. Yeah. Otherwise, and that's that's how I look at it as a horse is like, you know, I'll we'll, I'll build this relationship with you. I'll do this. I'll hold you accountable. When it's time to compete, you know, there's winners and there's not winners. <laughs> right. And the horses, and that's the same in horses. You know, I always say, man, this horse is a winner. Well. Or he doesn't feel like a winner because when them horses show up on game day and they perform every time, that's a winner. Yeah. You know. And you and your team like that, too. It's got to be a cool deal. I, You know, you can get lost in that, too, because of um, it is an escape. You know, yeah. you can find that as your escape. So then you get into the competition and everything's fine. When You know, it's almost like a drug of going and. Like I go there and everything's fine at the at the rodeo. It's all good, you know. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. and there are no problems. Yeah. And you know when the when the grand entry comes and it's like poop clean slate and we're all out here having a good time, laughing and joking and whatever else. And your worries can kind of go away when you walk into the arena. Yeah. Um. You know, so it can be kind of a drug too. You gotta. You know, oh, keep I in think a check. it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Which competitors get that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because... It is. It's a place to get lost. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that's ah, all good stuff. Well, cool, man. Congratulations on last year. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Let's see how this year kind of starts. You got already a good little start ahead. A little, little baby start. Yeah. yeah. Build on it. Yeah. That's good. I'll have to come up and see if we can't get up and watch you up at San Antonio. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Well, thanks for coming you back. You Appreciate it. A shout out to Canada. Oh, a shout yeah. out to Canada and the truckers. Yeah. How All those truckers? mother truckers, yeah. man. I love it. And they're holding it up. They're holding the city up and they got the border held up and i'm i'm in big support of them <laughs> i'm telling you man i'm 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 pretty yeah. proud of canada yeah i'm pretty i'm i'm That's proud good. of canada than like all of california <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're oh, doing my. something they're trying and you know Hopefully what That's, comes and you know the best part about it is they're doing it right yeah they're being okay. very peaceful they're just they got everything they're making people's just lives hard until yeah. you listen yeah because there's there's a whole group of people in this world that are people aren't listening to right now no oh, i know you know and it's we gotta listen to their crap all the time at least hear us out, you know. Yeah, I've heard it said before that it's you know you're being selfish, and no, you're you know you're, there's no compromise. There is right no now. compromise. There's no compromise, and you know what? There there are people suffering all over now yeah. because of us trying to. I mean, and we're in this far enough now. Yep. You know, we're in this far enough now, and we know, and we know that there's, but there's now we're starting to see the cost of everybody else. Well, and what I just blows my mind. <laughs> it I blows my mind that. You know, one side goes, oh, you're, you know, whatever they say. And it's, it's like, there's, you and I don't have the same thoughts on everything, no. you know, but there's, we're friends and there can be compromise. Yeah. That's not happening, especially in Canada. Like just this whole idea, the that right can, side is just not even getting listened to. No, Nobody that, cares. You no, know, that you can shut somebody off and 
I, you know, it's one of the cool things, one of the greatest things about, you know, the two founding things for our country. Um, my country, not our country. <laughs> I'm working on <laughs> it. Working I got on a it. visa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but is the freedom of speech, yeah. you know, that you can't shut somebody else up just because, you know what? You can't shut them up because they're ignorant. It's not an excuse. You, it doesn't matter. You know, and you, and so if I can just label you as ignorant, then, you know, I can shut you up. No, you can't, you know, I mean, it doesn't work that way. And, um, the other part is, is that you can't take his guns, so you can't make him shut up. Right. And, um, I, 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 that's the, that's the crazy thing about Canada is that, you know, they're doing it you know, without doing that. Yeah. I, I, I admire they're, that. They're making their voices get heard. And I, and you know, I think if, who knows if they can keep it up, but keep it up long enough, you're going to have to listen, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, uh, I've keep in touch with the news up there. I mean, I'm from there, you know, yeah. and I've been watching the rebel news, the rebel news. Yeah. 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 That's, they come with the, you know, a good perspective. Yeah, well, I it's, think it's well. They're not owned. At you least. know, I I read all kinds of news, like and it, it just well, the politicians up there, they're they're not listening. They're saying these truckers are a hazard. They're this. They're that. Just listen to them. You know, yeah. it's well, simple. Not only that, but I mean, the thing your tactics are to ch- shut down roads and you know all this other to keep them from coming, like opening up way stations, so they all got to get bogged down <laughs> with their laws and their whatever. And it's like you know what? They no, they they if they have a not, right to protest, and they do, and you know. and they're doing it well, yeah, right? I, I mean, mean, they're doing it right. They're protesting with what they got and a yeah. peaceful way of being able to do it. And I did see them partying pretty hard yeah, <laughs> in twenty yeah. degrees below, but um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm not there. I want to support them from afar. Yeah, they got my full support, but I don't want to I'm stand sit outside. down here in the seventy degrees yeah. and, and support you, fellas. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I I have to. I I admire those guys. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't have been my way of protesting. I'm a little bit more hard headed and yeah. more like guns a blazing, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of deal. But um, but man, I mean, talk about talk about a good way of doing it. Yeah, it's, it's been a great example. For like. They've been in the capital for like three or four days. And they rolled in on Saturday, Friday no, or Saturday. Nothing, <clears throat> no vandalism, nothing. Nothing. That, you know, like that's pretty impressive with that many people. Yeah. For something to not. Yeah. Happen, I mean, you, you can, they, and you've got little pockets of whatever they're trying. They, they, that, that isn't even panning out. Yeah. I mean, that they're like, you know, oh, well, one of them like, you know, run through a barricade or something. It was bullshit too. Yeah. You know, what isn't even, wasn't even true. Like these, <laughs> these guys are, you know, I mean, like pretty upstanding dudes uh, guys and gals whoever all of them and they're being supported by the rest of like the numbers that were in the streets holy crap man i saw some of the video i know that's impressive that is is. that is very very impressive i did not the shocker of all shockers for me and this is just a guy from south texas that's a narrow-minded south texas gun-toting you know whatever america america (laughs) is um I didn't expect to see the Canadians do it. It's, but you know, it's, of all who, yeah, know, like that, that stood up and 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 are in face of all of it, going like, screw that. But they've been, it's been so much worse up there. It has been, you know, and and it's amazing to me that it has taken this long. Also, yeah, it's well, I mean, all of it's just crazy that 
Well, it's, I mean, it, but it's it's been bad a lot of places. It has been. And there's been a lot of people that are just, you know, there's been their silent protests of, you know, well, I ain't going to, you know, and that, I'm yeah. the same guy. You know, like, yeah. I ain't going to wear a mask. You can dump me in well, Walmart walking in. I ain't wearing a mask yeah. and I can go on and do whatever. But it's just me doing whatever. But it's, to organize like that, right? That's what it takes. It does. I, I think it's going to have to take that. And who yeah. would have, but a bunch of Canadians. Yeah. Bunch well, of nice fellas. You can't just, that's the thing. You can't just have people locked in their home. You can't do you it. You know, uh, for two years. No. It's and just, the I, mental, the mental stress that well, is. Well, I know they, people have lost their jobs or, you know, it's, it's not It's just making okay. them all, no, you know, it's not, not it's okay. okay. It's not what you do to, in supposedly a free country. Yeah. You know, it's, you just don't, you don't see that. Hey, no. like it was. I mean, I'm kind of been avoiding that country a little bit because <laughs> it's eerie. Like the streets aren't as full. It's just all kinds of stuff. It's, it's not crazy, the right? place I, you know, I go when I was up there at the rodeos. It's not the place I grew up. Right. You know, it's not how people act are completely different. And it's just like it has. It's changed everybody's personality. It has. I mean, it's Huge. it's made. I uh, I think I saw this morning there was actually some doing some of the same stuff in Australia. Yeah, tried to have Brendan on here. I was going to give him a hard time. Oh, where is Brendan? I don't he gets know. so busy all the time. I know. I was <laughs> going to give him a hard time. I was going to tell him, like, man, who knew the Canadians were going to be, you know, Yo, stand I, up before the Aussies. Aussies <laughs> come on. Where have they been? Give him a hard time. Yeah. Um, for the Aussies that listen, um, man, same thing for you guys. Trucker protest. Trucker <laughs> protest. <laughs> all you mother truckers. Get on your horse. Um, you know what though? It, it it's it's refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's refreshing to see that the others are going to be heard. Yeah, and it's not a bunch of silly. No, and it's that's not the way it's done. Right, man. I mean, I don't think anybody should get canceled. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody should be canceled. No, I mean, I don't know if you're backwoods redneck dipshit. Yep. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, like you can't be canceled. Yeah. And we can all sit and roll our eyes about it. And we don't know, have to agree with whatever. you. I don't have to agree you with know. you. But you don't we don't cancel but you there's, because of if that. there's enough of you that believe in that, there needs to be compromise as yeah. well. Yeah. And we need you to know. and you should at least give them the courtesy of being able to be heard. Yeah. You know? That's because, bare minimum. Yeah. Bare yeah. minimum. You know, we can all roll our eyes at the ignorance of whatever it is that you're saying, but it doesn't mean that you don't have the right to be heard. Exactly. That's, just that's been scary all over in society. It really has. You know? And that who's who's regulating that? That's the that's scariest nuts. part. That that's is the nuts. scariest part. Yeah. It's like... Uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of... Not... I don't think we're going to fix it, though. No. <laughs> But no, but you know what? It. Being but being mindful of it and realizing that yeah. you know, I mean, it's important for us all to know that we're all level-headed. For the well, not everybody's level-headed. I'm not. I'm not saying that we're all. Everybody's level-headed, but um, that the Canadian truckers are they're being as level-headed. a whole are being level-headed. Yeah. Right. They just want to be heard. Yeah. And they're, and they're doing it the right way, using exactly what they've got. They're, and to bring that importance about what they do, yeah. right? I mean, like they, you know, like, oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, but no, you are. I mean, like we are, we are all, no matter where we're at, are just as important as the others, right? Yep. That, you know, you, you know, bringing, you know, entertainment 
to a, to a venue so that they can run and bring money and be able to you know local economy locally bump the local yeah. economy that it, that feeds the the local youth that that brings awareness to agriculture that that you know it, it's it's silly that we don't right yeah. and there that we would lesser or make no one great yeah are. it doesn't matter who you are and i think it's cool i yeah. like i like hearing the yeah, I, I read a news article about the Ottawa mayor saying that they need begging the police to get them off the streets because people are scared and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, have you seen they're those? not doing anything. Have you seen the interviews of the police? Um, no, I haven't seen any. I've seen I've seen a couple of the interviews of the police that are talking to the police and they're like, well, everybody's pretty nice around here. And, the one, and yeah. they're not even from Ottawa. They're coming in from, they're trucking them in from other places and getting yeah. these, you know, with riot gear and everything else. And they're like, it's so nice. It's like, it's all peaceful. Yeah. This is nice Canadians. Yeah. It's nice Canadians <laughs> that, you know, you can't drive around on your roads right now. And yeah. Because, because they're not getting hurt. Yeah. Shoot, you let all them sit around there long enough, they're all going to run out of diesel, and how the hell are going to get they out? They run out of beer by the look of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they're, they're, they're probably going to have somebody yeah. hired trucking beer in for them without Man, many. Ain't no lie. That was some of those. I saw one of them in the background. Of one Canadian of beer is stronger, by the way. <laughs> we don't have much more than the U.S., but we got stronger beer. <laughs> I noticed in one of the interviews, there's guy who was interviewing one of the people there during from on Rebel News, and there's a guy guy body surfing. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's good. They're having fun. Yeah, (laughs) they're having fun. Yeah. So, well, good. I'm looking forward to watching you this year. Perfect. And congratulations on last year. Perfect. Thanks, Tom. Title for Canada. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. All right, man. Later. Down the road.